Hey everybody, welcome to BAMFCAST Extra, episode 33. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, BAMF Camp, mm-hmm. third week of BAMF Camp. Hope all your rashes have cleared up and you've decided which counselor you think is cute and you're going to make out with and whatnot. This one time in BAMF Camp, uh-huh. uh, we yeah. talked about movies. Oh, well, okay, let's do that then. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're going to talk about more movies. We've got two more campish movies for you. <laughs> campish. <laughs> one uh, is very much a camp movie, Meatballs Part 2. Mm-hmm. And the other, eh, by, eh, sort of mostly a camp movie. I mean, they call it camp. So, uh, it's summer and they're not schooling. Exactly. And, and they're another place uh-huh. where there are activities. Uh, and, and, 2009's Fired Up. Fired Up. Fired Up. Fired Up. Fired Up. But so let's go chronologically. We will start in the 80s, 1984's Meatballs Part 2. Okay. Which right away has nothing to do with meatballs whatsoever. It's not even the same camp. Mm. So Correct. It's a better camp. It is. It's called Camp Sasquatch, <laughs> which it, by very definition is a better camp. I, I think so. I can't even remember the name of the camp uh, and the meatballs. I'm sure it was a Native American name okay. and not a fictional creature. Gotcha. Possibly fictional creature. Yeah, I don't know I'm going that. to say debatably <laughs> fictional creature. Okay. Possibly fictional. Yeah. Um, Meatballs Part 2. Um, okay, so this movie starts, and right away, my first note is, all caps, exclamation point, Pee-wee. Mm-hmm. Pee-wee Herman, Paul Rubens, is bus driving some uh, CITs to camp. That is correct. And before I got too much further after that, my next note, in all caps, exclamation point, is cocaine. Because this opening scene is very much like... Okay, this is going to be one of those movies where everyone's on cocaine because it's just everyone shouting and hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Pee Wee's a crazy bus driver trying to get the, the counselors to camp, and they get pulled over by the cops because they have to take on a troubled kid who is going to be a counselor in training as part of his, of his re- rehabilitation. Correct. It's camp or juvenile detention, I guess. Correct. Uh, sort of like Ernest Goes to Camp. It's like cake or death. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh um so that happens and then like they start getting uh <laughs> challenged to a race by someone in a motorized wheelchair mm-hmm. uh which starts this surprisingly dangerous stunt sequence of just someone in a powerful uh, wheelchair riding in front of this massive school bus sure um you know for the 80s it's a uh, it, you know Things could have gone wrong. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Someone could have died. Someone could have actually ended up in a wheelchair. Yes. Um, but uh, we get to the camp and realize that's one of the kids who will be attending the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a sweet ass wheelchair. He does. So because he needs it, not just because he has one. Does he? Um, I think the end of the movie kind of just says, fuck it. Well, OK. <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite sure what look, happens there, but this movie he shouldn't have. <laughs> But I got the impression it was kind of like polio. So <laughs> occasionally with enough force and... and if he and, just stretches and... Well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get to FDR here. You okay. Know, like giving a speech standing up okay. when, you know, that was not really his, Fair th- his thing. Normally. There was still a lot of polio in 84, so... Was there? No. No. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why I preface it with it shouldn't be the reasoning, but polio. <laughs> okay. Fine. Um, so... Right away, you realize this movie has more structure than the first one by a lot. It it has like setups and jokes, mm-hmm. and it has numerous characters instead of just Bill Murray and everyone else. Right. Um, and you're presented with the fact that there are rival camps 
mm-hmm. across this lake. That's one, right. There's also Camp Patton, <laughs> the military camp. <laughs> right. Um, which, so you've got Camp Sasquatch, which is just run by uh, Richard Mulligan mm-hmm. uh, in a, it, it, a strange, like, straight man role for him, which is weird because that's not anything he's ever done has not been. He will just be the stalwart guy, not cracking jokes or anything. It, that's strange bit of casting, but whatever. He's the star of this movie. He's running the, the Camp Sasquatch. And then on the other side of the lake, you've got evil Camp Patton run by Hamilton Camp. So mm-hmm. bonus camp. Yeah, <laughs> that's one extra camp <laughs> and or, or two. I don't know. There's a lot of camps <laughs> and uh, his like second in command, which is John Larroquette, who is secretly gay, but not at all <laughs> secret. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just like whenever, <laughs> whenever his boss will turn around and look at him, he will act like he's not gay, but he is super gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the best things about this movie. Yeah, and also the fact that uh, Hamilton Camp's character name is Colonel Bat Jack Henry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but... It's a pretty good name. I mean, they were really just like, I don't know, string some some words together that sound kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Bat Jack. <laughs> I got to look at that up. Like, is that a, is that a thing? I don't like, know. A, is a Bat Jack a thing? I have no idea. It hasn't been a thing since then, <laughs> if, if it is. But, uh, yeah, so... This movie turns out to be, it, it it's kind. I don't want to say it follows the meatballs template, but kind of is in that there's a rivalry between the two camps that will come together at the end in some sort of physical challenge. Right. <laughs> um, but until then, hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. And one of the oddest bits about this movie. First of all, okay, so this is a this is a PG movie from 1984. Mm-hmm. I was. I was nine years old when this movie came out. I, this movie would have been my jam, maybe, if I had ever seen a frame of it. But I've never... Nothing about this movie was ever familiar to me. And... Yeah, it seems... If you jump on IMDb, it seems that the thing that we were worried about when we kind of poo-pooed Meatballs 1 mm-hmm. is very much in effect with the people reviewing Meatballs Part 2. Yeah. Where they're like, Meatballs is a classic. <laughs> dare you be smirch it with all of this sh- these shenanigans and <laughs> the the big thing that we're about to get to in a moment. Mm, yeah. Uh, um, and I'm like, fuck y'all. That <laughs> Meatballs is not as good as you think it is. No. And this is just as dumb, but slightly more focused. Yes, at least in terms of plot. I, I yeah, absolutely. It it like I said, it it has jokes, and the characters don't. All, uh, there are a lot of not main characters, but a lot of important characters, and all of them have stuff to do. Yeah, it's but, not just the Richard Mulligan show. Or there are several campers and CITs that I. I don't know if I missed their backstory, mm-hmm. but I don't know what their backstory is. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> because, all right, so we got our, we got our, uh, you know, juvenile delinquent kid, mm-hmm. uh, Flash, yes, who, Flash, who is the one that they pulled the bus over for. Yep. Um, and he immediately sees across the, the, you know, the gathering where they're, they're, you know, they're splitting off the men and the women counselors mm-hmm. and saying, all right, you're going to be in charge of this cabin, blah, blah, blah. They're assigning the duties. Yes. Um, and he sees Cheryl, mm-hmm. who is, uh, Kim Richards mm-hmm. and just immediately goes googly eye for her. Did they establish where the fuck she's from? Did I miss that? Because it it seems like she is like a, a visitor from another world to ours because she, the, she doesn't understand anything. The implication is that she is from some kind of super sheltered religious 
home, which right. doesn't make any sense why she would just be let loose at camp. Right. To I, just I, be corrupted I totally. Just, I just didn't really get it. Because, I mean, like, from the very beginning, it's like, I don't understand any basic words you're saying. And it's like, well, that's not just a... <laughs> like, some of the words you're saying, you should know. Yeah. Like... I mean, well, there, there was one point, like, I mean, I'm skipping ahead of the movie. There was one point where they're like, you should go out looking at the stars. And she's like, stars? <laughs> and it's like, did you live in an underground bunker? Yeah. Like, I mean, she, she's worse than, like, Brendan Fraser and Blast from the Past. It's like, where the <laughs> fuck are you from? Like, Maybe. Maybe they just never get around to it. But, like, yeah. she's presented with a magazine while she's on the bus at the beginning. And she's just like, what's this? You know, it's like. Well, it's like a workout magazine. Yeah. She's like, do you work out or do sports? And they're like what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, what's wrong with you? Cause that seems like a valid question. Why, why are you reading muscle and fitness magazine? <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's strange. I mean, I, I get where it goes later mm-hmm. because I think the implication was, is that they were looking at the pictures to look at hot guys. I believe so. Yes. But there was like clearly a lady on the cover. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the issue no, of playgirl that you have later. That's yeah. just a fucking fitness magazine. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't whatever. Know. Um, but there's him. And then there's, um, there's a couple other like kids and there's yes. one kid in particular, like, um, there's one, they, they pick like one group of like eight to 12 year olds. I can't tell. Well, um, well flash gets assigned to one right. cabin and, and those kids become the main kids, the kids of the movie. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there, there's Jason Hervey. Who's, you know, the mm-hmm. older brother on the wonder years. Yep. Uh, but there's one kid that again, I don't know if I missed something, but he always has a taxidermied animal with him. Mm-hmm. I, at first, like he was carrying a, like a taxidermied like capuchin monkey or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit, that kid's got a monkey. And I was like, that monkey's not moving. And I was like, it, I was like, OK, did they give him a dummy monkey so that in certain scenes when the monkey might not rip his face off, it's yeah. going to be a real monkey. Yeah. But no. no, like later it's other, you know, taxidermied animals. He, he mentions it at one point. Um at the very beginning when Did all he? the kids are getting together and is just like, you know, these are my pets. Okay. And one, the other kid's like, what? And then th- it's never mentioned. Oh, again. All right. Yeah. So he's just a crazy kid. Yeah. And there's just, a, yeah. There's also two twins and they yeah. do a whole who's on first thing with the parents where, <laughs> which ends up being like, he's not your dad. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's really a, dumb because like, you know, I, I don't know. What were their names? Like, uh, shit. Where, where are they in the cast? Uh, way down. <laughs> yeah they are way down i was just trying to get their list. names right because yeah. like where's the damn twins because they're actual twins yeah larry and barry larry and barry yeah because yeah. like the dad's going like all right barry and he's yeah. like i'm not barry i'm larry dad and then like the mom's like that you stop bothering your first fa- father barry and she's like he's like dad i'm not barry i'm your mother barry not, i'm not barry <laughs> yeah they just go in this circular <laughs> argument of nonsense which just ends with well he's not your real dad yeah. and it's just like what <laughs> That's yeah. So like the first like 15 or 20 minutes, I'm looking at this movie. and I'm like, this might surpass meatballs in every way, shape or form. I mean, this movie has potential. Yeah. Um, You know, like it, it's it, mm-hmm. so well, but right about the time everybody gets settled. Yeah. That's when the there's the, an event in the, this movie. The, the, <laughs> the, the, all right. There's one other thing that's sort of important. OK. Um, There are two other counselors, like actual counselors, like older counselors, like mm-hmm. um. There, there's a, uh, I, I guess it's basically like your basic camp structure. Again, not having ever gone to one, right? Is that you've got a person in charge, yep, camp director, a, and then like two actual full fledged counselor like adults, a dude who supervises all of the the, the males Mid- on down yeah. and the lady on and down, that, and so. that seems to be it. And the rest is all yep. like teenagers and and younger. Yep. So they're they're the the male and female actual counselors are always trying to secretly go off somewhere and bone. Mm-hmm. And there's some again some 
hidden backstory where apparently they got caught like the summer before. Yeah. So the lady's like super paranoid about we can't be anywhere anyone could possibly find us. And the dude is like, I will find the perfect yeah. place. And it's always the worst place. Right. So <laughs> I'm just saying it, it sets up to what's about to happen. They're out in the middle of the woods yeah. and about to bone, I guess. Uh-huh. And um, uh, a UFO appears. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, we see it travel down from space and yeah. whatnot, but yeah. And, uh, it's at this point that I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, movie. What are you doing? Well, it's about this point where I went, all right, <laughs> this might be something. Proceed. <laughs> yeah. And then a weird family of little alien things uh, is dropping off their kid to go to camp, which mm-hmm. I don't. You have to get your, your Earth Camp merit badge or whatever they're saying. Sure. And I don't know the 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 alien parents are strangely really Jewish for some reason. Mm-hmm. I because I don't know jokes I guess. And the the like the kid alien is super matter of fact about everything and just mm-hmm. kind of this kind of deadpan like I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, for the whole movie. So um, it, I I don't I don't really know how to explain these aliens except they're just kind of like a lump of modeling clay Mm -hmm. that has barely been sculpted except they've got super animatronic eyes Mm -hmm. that seem to work really well yep like the eyes are really believable on this whatever makeup thing they've done yeah everything about them is better than except for their arms their arms arms are are terrible the only thing that they they completely (laughs) failed at but like everything about these aliens is like better than it should be for this kind of movie at this time period yeah Yes, is all I'm saying. I mean, it's just <laughs> yes. The arms are like obviously we have a little person in here, and then we just put like two extra extra feet on the arms. Yeah, so, that so it's it, just floppy and they didn't bother foam. to put anything. <laughs> like I mean, they could have very easily built some sort of thing so that yeah they could manipulate their fingers and it would move its fingers. But nah, and they spent all the money on yeah. the headpiece, and yeah. they were just like, we have no more money, and it's like, all right, whatever. But uh, anyway, so like that's that's them now. Uh, Kid alien that's been dropped off decides, like, I still don't want to be here. I'm going to barricade myself at the outhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kids that we've seen, Jason Hervey and crew, mm-hmm. uh, wake up and are like, I got to use the bathroom. And so they try to go get to the outhouse and it's locked up and motorized wheelchair kid is like, I got this grappling hook. Let's <laughs> let's fucking tear this shit down. Just happens to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why not? If you, you know, if you souped up your wheelchair slash go kart, why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they bust open the door and there's the alien and they basically are like wow cool um and then they're they're doing like tarzan speak to introduce themselves and one of them goes me ted mm-hmm. you and then he the alien just kind of goes me ted <laughs> oh me your ted. name's meathead yeah <laughs> and they just latch onto that they, yeah and he never really understands that's where they it came from they're just he's just like i don't know why you're calling me meathead no and for some reason they immediately make him a shirt that's a, <laughs> that's a meathead on <laughs> so yeah so there's meathead the alien it's yeah part of this cabin now and what kind of happens is like the kids and meathead are kind of in their own movie for the most part mm-hmm. um having adventures various little hijinks nothing super grand or anything but it seems like they are just left out of the main plot until it Mostly, comes yeah. together at the end yeah um because what happens is so at the at the military camp um so the native americans who own the land or the lake or whatever they just show up and are like hey we're gonna. Your the lake is yours. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. And uh, but but who can own a lake? Well, apparently Camp Patton can because oh. they, they. I, I was just referencing <laughs> yeah last week. You know. <laughs> yes. Um, and this, I mean, like the 
the total like annihilation of childhood that's going on at this camp is constantly funny to me. Like there's a sign over the cabin doors that says abandon ye childhood all who enter here mm-hmm. and so it's just training these children to be murderous killers um they're also like they have the um the like sandbags set up where they're like oh, practicing yeah, they're- like bayoneting <laughs> Bay- with yeah <laughs> and i mean these kids are like six yes like they can like the rifle is twice as tall as they are and they're just <laughs> ah <laughs> yeah and he's just standing up on like a little grandstand thing just watching like ah you put a Pick sticker in a kid's <laughs> hand. He just knows what to do. <laughs> Which John Larroquette finds all this strangely erotic and interesting, but never in a grotesque way. He's just he's just eighties gay. Mm-hmm. That that's his character. Um, Gaydies. <laughs> <laughs> but so they load up a boat and like full on load up a boat like they're going to invade the other side, and they go over and it's just like, hey, Richard Mulligan, guess what? The lake's ours now. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like mining the lake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like looking for ore. I mean, putting explosive yes. ordnance in the lake. Like you could never come over here again. Don't ever think about getting in the water. And he's like, well, what good is a camp without a lake? And they're like, ha ha. That's right. And I don't know how this turns into what it turns into because Camp Patton is one. There's no reason to do this. Mm-hmm. But it turns into. All right. How about this? Whoever wins the the boxing match at the end of the summer gets control of the lake. Yeah. And Hamilton Camp's like, yeah, sweet. Let's do that. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of dumb. You've already won. I don't know. Who is Hamilton Camp? There's no. (laughs) (laughs) That confuses things, man. (laughs) Very sorry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Now, meanwhile, Richard Mulligan has been trying to recruit Flash into boxing for them. Because he's like heard that. Like literally from the second he stepped off the bus, he's like, hey, I hear you're kind of a tough guy. Have you ever thought about, you know, pugilism? He's like, what kind of funky shit is going on here? And he's like, no, no, boxing. Yeah. Thought about boxing. Yeah. Flash is basically like, look, I'm here to do the bare minimum. That's it. I'm not doing anything extra. I will go sit in this cabin and that's that. Um, So there's a. There's kind of a Sylvester Stallone kind of guy uh, at this place who is, I don't know, the resident boxer. <laughs> I don't know what he is, actually. Um, his name is Boomer. And, you know, he's just going to be the guy. But, like, he, they managed to get Flash in the ring at one point, and he fights Boomer. Um, and then kind of realizes that, oh, okay, now i really got a hardcore Flash to, to do this because he's better than this idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <sighs> Okay, so there, there's more boxing stuff later, but right. there, there's also so there's weird '80s interpre- interpretation of of vocabulary in this movie to, because like everyone who is acknowledging Flash is calling him a dork, mm-hmm. and you know the common explanation of what that means nowadays is that he's a fucking geek and mm-hmm. you're like well that's not quite what's happening here and the movie explains no uh they're talking about his <laughs> his johnson he's a he's he fucks this guy fucks mm-hmm. <laughs> so look out for him he's a dork well i mean to be fair that is the origination of that word i know yeah i know but it's it's just it it's weird that you never really quite see when the change happens in time true but like Going hardcore back to this, it was like, why are they calling him a dork? Oh, all right. They're using. All right. And they then, also refer to dicks as pinkies. It, yeah, because uh, the female counselor, Fanny, has told them when they get off the bus, avoid the avoid the pinkies. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. PG movie. You can't just go around saying dicks. So what? So the uh, Kim Richards, it's basically revealed like she's never because she's, you know, hatched and just appeared on Earth all of a sudden. Right. She's never seen one. So 
this becomes a weird point in the movie where I was never quite sure the motivations of people, but it seems like they are trying to trick her into seeing one. Not against her will, but it's just like the only way to make it happen is to convolute some dumb scheme. Yeah. Because I and it I I was never quite it seemed like at the beginning like everyone was becoming fast friends and then it just seemed like wait, do they all secretly hate her? Like I could never tell exactly what their motivation was. It, right. It's it's bad. Um but there's just a long series of Well the, yeah, like the the girls go tell Flash, they're like, Hey, uh, you know, she wants to go skinny dipping with you. Yeah. Uh, so meet her down by the lake at nine o'clock or whatever. Right. And then they go tell her and they're like, Hey, Flash wants to like look at the stars, at the stars with you. With you. <laughs> That's and, what you know, like, check stars? out the big dipper and she's yeah. like, Big dipper and like really like yeah, so it's this weird, like, convoluted thing of, like, how are they going to get in the water naked or not? And mm-hmm. No, they don't. And there's also this weird, like, mix-up thing they do where they send one of Flash's friends into just basically Flash. <laughs> yeah. Her. I never, I, did, I didn't even understand what was happening in that sequence. But anyway, so there's PG sexual hijinks going on throughout this. Right. Um, but the culmination of what happens in this magical night of possible skinny dipping stargazing and everything else mm-hmm. is camp Patton is sent they're like they they have the secret weapon like they've got a guy in a cage <laughs> that they're just throwing raw meat at and it's like <laughs> this you know they're going to have this like crazed boxer that's going to come out of this cage or whatever but you don't see him no until you the, just you just see like hairy arms yeah. coming out and grabbing so meat. <laughs> they're like well we can't take any chances like this you know all the marbles are up for the grabs here and mm-hmm. so like they're like Go over there and just kidnap somebody. Yeah. I don't think the plan was to kidnap Flash. It's just kind of how it ends up happening. But uh, well, I think it was to, to kidnap Boomer because sure, he was the maybe. resident boxer. They've like, already beaten him up and like Flash was already going to be the boxer. Oh, well, guy. Yeah, that's true. Like they'd already like sent. Oh, yeah. The they'd already squad. sent a mob over there to beat the fuck out of Boomer. Right. <laughs> that, so, right. That's already because like Richard Mulligan's in the ring. It was like, I'm going to box if you're not. That's so right. Flash is finally like, no, man, I'll do this. Like, you're yeah, crazy. You're, that's right. You've never been young in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm seriously, I, I have no idea what young Richard Mulligan looks like. I had the same thought. I'm like, every time I've ever seen him, he's 45 years old. Right, yeah. Every time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, well, equally, like, Paul Rubens looks exactly the same now as yeah. he did in 1983 yes. or whenever they filmed this. Um, <laughs> Paul, Paul Rubens, by the way, he's not a big character in this, but he weaves in and out of scenes. Mm-hmm. And there's there's one part where he's just DJing this this dance. And he, he says something so, like, he's like, here's what the Sasquatch would have <laughs> jammed out to. <laughs> Starts playing this dumb 80s song and just, sure. whatever. But, um, but yeah, so, like, they're coming to kidnap somebody, not necessarily the guy that they should be kidnapping, yeah. but that kind of ends up working out for them anyway. Uh, the older counselors have finally decided that they're going to go out inside and bone, mm-hmm. and they found a secret spot. The other girls are, like, coming to peep on whatever interaction is happening between Flash and uh, yeah. Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. I, I I remember that I, I remember why they agree to the boxing match. The, okay. the boxing match happens because they've told Richard Mulligan like, "Ha ha, it's ours." Mm-hmm. Richard Mulligan then goes out and tries to turn the camp into a religious. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Thing yeah. and it, they do like this weird thing with Paul Rubens where he pretends to be a Harry Krishna and everything. So that's when they're that's when he's like, "Okay, maybe I won't sell the land to these <laughs> fake Harry Krishnas I brought here. Right. Let's do the boxing match." That's why it happens. Yeah. So because they were like, "Well, you might own the lake, but they don't need the lake. They just they're gonna yeah. be here all the time, seeing yeah. and dancing." <laughs> and they're like, "We can't have." That. Military guys are like, no, we can't. <laughs> no, we can't that's possibly. the worst. Anyway, so yeah. like this culmination night, like mm-hmm. the two of them go out and meet and are sitting on a tree stump and like each with different ideas of what's about to happen. Um, so that's going as awkwardly as you think would think. Um, yeah. The 
because she's like, I want to see the Big Dipper. And he's like, all right, zip. Yeah. Well, he's like, <laughs> we'll get to that in time. <laughs> uh, so the girls are like uh, camped up on a tree branch, like sitting there watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, the counselors are off like around the corner, like boning and sort of hearing the, the shenanigans that are going on, but like not really. And he said to like, are you know, <laughs> just to set this up, uh, the the guy counselor had said to the lady, she was like, are you sure we're alone? And he's like, does bear shit in the woods? <laughs> Which just kind of sets up what's about to happen. Uh-huh. So you've got <laughs> canoe full of Camp Patton kids coming to kidnap. You've got the two of them. Like, he's like, well, we should get in the water. And she's like, oh, can you see the stars better there? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I'll go over here. You go over here and we'll, we'll meet in the water. Yep. So he goes over there and starts stripping off his clothes. She's just like, water stars this doesn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. and basically here's a rustling behind the rock and it's a goddamn like bear is showing up like i don't know if it's a grizzly bear it's a big ass bear it's a bear it's a big it's it's probably big, big big bear it's probably bart the bear yeah. i mean that was the only bear <laughs> that's, ever that's true um so she's like screams runs away the girls in the tree see what's going on scream mm-hmm. run away or actually uh the camp Patton kids like panic with all the screaming and they shoot the tree branch which makes it fall so like all four girls go streaking past the counselors which are attempting to bone mm-hmm. then they see the bear and they're like i guess we should get out of here too and flash is all alone naked in the water so the patent kids just basically are like oh we'll take him yep. and take him naked back to their camp and lock him up in john larroquette's room yes so this is all the hijinks that have culminated into this one night it's a very important night yeah <laughs> so next morning's like the you know, the boxing match, the culmination of the movie, mm-hmm. essentially. And he wakes up in John Larroquette's room, opens up the closet, and there's, like, nothing but ladies' clothing, because, you know, it's the 80s. We don't understand the difference between gay and transvestite, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But whatever. Um, <laughs> so he's just like, there's, like, it's so weird, because there are, like, men's clothes that just happen to be, like, pink and purple and shit. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I'm going to put on this black dress. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just like... All right, guy. Like, yeah, I don't know, a, man. That's a bold choice. There were there were some normal clothes in that closet. Well, he's like, well, it's with. black. You know, it's yeah. black's a family color. It's slimming. I don't know. I have no but idea. But whatever. So he shows up at the boxing match in the dress, and yeah. everyone's like, what? Mm-hmm. And um, also, Flash has uh, found the alien. He found Meathead uh, in the because he was smoking weed. <laughs> Meathead shows up. Meathead also has the ability to just teleport through walls. He does. Yeah. Um, so he, he just teleports through a wall while. Flash is sitting there smoking some weed, like, and he's hey, just man. like, he's just like, the fuck? What am I smoking? And flicks it away. To which he uses his telepathic powers and breaks it down and takes a hit too and yeah. floats for a second. Anyway, because you know, weed in the eighties also made you do weird shit like fly. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, if you're an alien, maybe we don't know how it would. That's true. We don't. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. Um, we I'll, also wonder how it would affect the Sasquatch. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I you know I don't specialize in cryptozoology, so. I don't know. Okay, good. Uh, uh, his opponent has been revealed mm-hmm. at this point. Yes. They've, they've opened the cage, and it's Ogre. Mm-hmm. It's Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. It is. <laughs> so <laughs> this is one of those movies where it's just constantly like, hey, look, it's that, <laughs> it's that guy. Ogre's here. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> Get the fuck in here. Yeah, yeah. so um, Ogre's running around the ring doing his Ogre thing. And, yeah, and beating yeah. the shit out of Flash in a dress. <laughs> yes. Which also will- randomly attacking Paul Rubens, who is now the referee of this match. Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the best thing is like when he shows up in the dress, everyone's like, <gasps> and he's just like puts his hands up and like owns it, and they're like, yeah, yay, <laughs> yeah. No Flash one just wearing a dress. No one gives a shit. <laughs> no, they really don't. Not after yeah. like the initial like, what? Why is he in a dress? And it's so weird that they don't use what he's wearing to what I figured they were going to do, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously he's not wearing anything underneath it. He didn't have anything, and they never like 
I don't know. It the movie doesn't play into the negative stereotypes I thought it was ever going to play into. Um, but yeah, he's just he's getting his ass beat, and then I, do the kids ask? No, Meathead's just like I should probably do something because I have <laughs> I have powers, I have and, alien powers. Yeah, and yeah, he just turns on his him, eyelids him up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Peter pans him around the ring because like yeah, and this is so everyone is like. Oh, cool! He can fly, and the military side is like, "Hang on, he's cheating. <laughs> That's against the rules. No, no flying, no, no flying in the rule book." And he's just losing his shit. Paul Rubens is fine with it, though. He's yeah. like, "Whatever." Um, but yeah, he's just like floating around the room and, uh, ring and occasionally like, dipping down, going boink, and punching ogre in the face. Yes. To which the military guy eventually like looks across the room and sees the glowing alien eyes of Meathead and is like, "Wait a second, aliens!" Aliens and grabs. Like, all right, so Boy, his plan I is... I gotta back up a second, because <laughs> there is another part of the um, Camp Patton crew, because mm-hmm. um, we've established that there's, you know, Bat Jack Hershey, yep. um, and then there's John Larroquette, but there's yep. also this other guy who is really dumb and really loud, <laughs> and I don't I don't know his name, doesn't really matter, but like, nope. he's just the, sir, yes, sir, yes, and just like yelling all the time. Yeah, he's the guy that Hamilton Camp thinks that John Larroquette is, but right. isn't. But and, and I only say that because... <laughs> There's a scene earlier that it has my favorite joke in the movie, which is <laughs> Hamilton Camp has called this guy in there yep. and he walks in and he goes, you call me, sir. And he's like, you're goddamn right. You call me, sir. I'm a colonel. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And they both just kind of look at each other for a second. Like, what? What? <laughs> I don't forget it. Let's talk. But, yeah. So like that guy's just standing there and like he's got a full fucking utility belt, like this boxing ranch yeah. match and, and Hamilton Camp like grabs a grenade off of it and runs around under the bleachers. And I don't know what his plan is. His uh, plan is bad. Children are going to die if yeah. his plan comes together. Right. But he's just like, I'm going to I'm going to grenade this alien, I guess. And all the kids around it. But um, <laughs> so so wheelchair kids kind of realize what what's happening, mm-hmm. sees the grenade and. This is where he kind of FDRs his way out of the wheelchair. He does, yes. And, like, tackles this dude before he can pull the pin. Right. Um, and then uh, Meathead is like, oh, let me just, you know, tele- telepathically move, telekinetically move this yeah. grenade towards him, which chases him outside and then eventually, like, blows up around a corner. Yeah, and off camera. Off camera. So I guess Hamilton Camp is dead. He's not, because they, they <laughs> will have been in the ambulance at the end of the movie. But, I know. <laughs> and then, like, but meantime, in the meanwhile, like... Flashes back to getting his ass kicked because he's not flying around the room anymore. Correct. Um, anyway, so like he finally like eventually defeats Ogre on his own two feet because mm-hmm. it kind of would be cheap if he beat him with alien powers. It but, would be. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he finally knocks him out and it's like, hooray, we win. Mm-hmm. And we get to keep the lake. And it's basically just, you know, your wrap up denouement from there. It's like Richard Mulligan is talking to Hamilton Camp in a stretcher as they're loading him into an ambulance and be like. Well, you know, it's too bad about the lake, but, you know, and he's like, but I need the lake. We were, <laughs> we were going to have a submarine next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, well, you know, that, that's, that happens. Bad. Yeah. Um, wheelchair kid is now fully healed. <laughs> he's he? fine. Does yeah. He walk because, because like there's a there's a shot at the end where he runs over to a window and you're like, well, hold on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. The wheelchair is no longer a factor in this at all. Huh? Yeah. So maybe he was just lazy. I don't know. I don't know. But it's, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, wait, did so did the alien heal him or did he just go, ah, I don't need this anymore? Hmm. It's weird, but. That is weird. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever. The Flash and Cheryl make out. They do. The alien's parents come and pick him up. And, they do. Yeah. <laughs> and, which, I, which I made one note because <laughs> as he's walking away, uh-huh. he starts to teleport through the door, which the kids have been like, hey, you can't teleport through shit. Right. Because, um, you know, it'll make you stick out. 
as opposed to being an alien with glowing eyes, but <laughs> in, a, in a raincoat. <laughs> finally, he's like, all right, and he teleconnects this door open and then flops his arms up because, as we say at home, Kutabi Nulas. <laughs> Which, that's my one note for both of these movies, because I had to try to phonetically spell that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but yeah. yeah. No. Um, and there's like, cool, yeah, peace out. And yeah. And he goes home and, you know. They make a bad joke about, do you want to stop by the Crab Nebula and get seafood? Yeah. That's a bad joke. Yeah, it's a bad joke. But, but uh, yeah, that that's pretty much the end of Meatballs Part 2. It is. So yeah, I mean, most people that are fans of Meatballs want are like, oh, the fucking boxing and alien one. Bah! <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like us when you get to like Amityville 6 or 7. Probably, you know? yeah. yeah. Oh, what's this about? A clock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we don't really have an Amityville we very fondly look back on now that I think about it, so maybe not us. I do like the second one. but The second fu- one's good. It's fucking weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah. This one, okay, yeah. so I-, I was super high on this one, and at some point, like, even though we were having a great time here discussing it, mm-hmm. I, I feel like at some point, like, the wind just comes out of the sails of this movie. Yeah. For for some weird... It just... It wasn't maintaining the 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 cocaine eye of the first, like, third of the movie. Sure. Um, I think when it's kind of settled down into the standard boilerplate movie that it was always going to be, it kind of lost a little something. Sure. But there's still enough here to where it's like, this is a thing. Like, this this... It's not the best comedy you'll see, but there's some good jokes in it, and it takes some turns where you're just like, I don't, how did this, mm-hmm. how did this never <laughs> get more popular than it was? Uh, it, I I think I like it a little better than Meatballs, but I'm not really going to rate it that much higher. I'm, I'm going to give it two jocks, which I think is what I gave the first one. Mm-hmm. But I think if I had a choice between watching this one or the second one again, I would say watch the second one. Yeah. The first one is like... I looking back on it, I'm like, well, you know, there was never a point in this movie where I was like, ah, this movie would just be great if Bill Murray was in it. I was like, no, Bill Murray wouldn't fit in this. Mm. Like, there's never, there's no star of this that really needs to dominate all the scenes. So. Yeah. But I liked it. I mean, you know, it's. it's, Yeah, I agree. I I feel like camp movies should be an ensemble and not like a one man show thing. I mean, even Christopher Lloyd being the, basically the only big star, so to speak, in uh, Camp Nowhere. It's like it's really it's the kids' show. Yeah, you know, and all the kids have their own little yeah bits. They're they're all doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I just rated Meatballs one one jocks just because I was like, you need to see this because it's the thing. Yeah, but I was like, I can it's a barely recommend. Um, yeah, I think I'm I think I could give this two. I mean, I could almost go three because like I, there was a couple jokes that I actually really laughed at. But yeah, there's something in, something that just gets I, I don't know wrote by the end. I guess yeah. it's just like eh, I know where this is going. Just Come on. It seemed to have a lot more potential yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, um, I, that's the thing is like everyone, everything they're <clears> bitching <throat> about in like the, oh, this is ridiculous. I was like, I I would like some more ridiculous, yeah. please. Like, I want a Savage Steve Holland meatballs movie. That's what I want. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I just want everything just to be a little bit like not from this actual world. Yes. L- like Cheryl. Exactly. Yeah. Or or Meathead. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, to me, it's a toss up because I think Meathead, uh, Seemed more human besides the whole uh, telekinetic powers than Cheryl did. Yeah. I honestly think Cheryl was dropped off by another ship and we just didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know if that was like supposed to be like a witch mountain kind of like she's still an alien, you mm-hmm. know, or it was is they just don't explain it well enough at all because yeah. they ask her a lot and she's just like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. Like, did you just come out of a convent? And yeah. She's like, no, not like, really. Well, that might have <laughs> explained it except that you're probably too young. I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's show you some dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Which, I mean, again... She don't want none of that. <laughs> if it, <laughs> I don't know. I just, again... I have a bad if, habit of it, making none jokes. You do. Yeah, sorry. None. Zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's, All let's right. move on. Let's, let's move to our current era. Yeah, fired up. Kind of our current era. <laughs> With an exclamation point. Uh-huh. Fired up. 2009's Fired Up. Which is a cheerleading camp movie, mm-hmm. not not just kids going to summer camp. This is all horny as fuck teenagers going to cheerleader camp, and everyone fucks. Yep. <laughs> now we should probably state right off the bat: this is a PG thirteen movie. However, we watched the unrated, yeah, version. The unrated version is only about forty five seconds longer. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling I know exactly what scene that was because there's suddenly breasts in this movie, and right. you're like, okay, that was probably. Yeah, I mean, although I, there's probably some line reads that are changed. I think I think that's the case too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because um, I don't I don't think it's one of those like oh we just added forty five seconds. I think it's like alternate takes okay. or a reaction shot thrown back in yeah. kind of things like that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So this movie is. On the surface, it's basically like, hey, did you like bring it on? But would you rather see that maybe more from the male perspective? Yeah, it's it's bring it on meets American Pie. Sure. Kind of that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I mean, you might obviously be saying, oh, God, that sounds awful. <laughs> well, this movie's not for you, though. <laughs> this movie very much is, though, for me. Um <laughs> Uh, because the two guys, the uh, the two main characters, it's uh, Eric Christian Olsen and Nicholas DeCosto. DeCosto? Uh-huh. Okay. That's a hard, hard name to say. Sure. Um, Nicholas of the Acostos. Uh, <laughs> yes. DeCosto um, doesn't sound right to me, but um, mm-hmm. they are like the, the two most popular football dudes in their school. Yes. Um, and they're just, their mission in life is to bone. Like it opens up, they are making out with two girls on in their house or one of their one of them's houses yeah and like <laughs> their dads are coming down they're like wait your sisters are like no they, they're just gym buddies they're like gym, big gym rats you should probably get out of here and it kind of begins the like all right we got this like mm-hmm. let me let me let me state why i i am okay with this movie because okay. there's a lot of things in this movie that should be very problematic uh-huh um in people's behavior, the things they say. Yeah. But it, it's it's strange because, like, in this universe of this movie, it totally works, and nobody is ever super offended by it. Yeah, it's um, all strangely charming, and yeah. it goes on an arc to where it almost, like, is an arc of reality. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> but like, I will say... So, let me just say real quick, like, mm-hmm. five minutes into this, like, when they're establishing these characters, I, I don't... Like... If I had been 20 years old watching this, I would have been like, man, yeah, I want to be like these guys. Watching it right five minutes in, I'm like, get some fucking counseling, guys. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, <laughs> they they can't go more than two seconds without just like, man, I'd like to put it in her. I mean, it's just, it's yeah, they're saying it more witty than that. Yeah, but... I was going to say, that's the other thing is like, <laughs> these characters could very easily be, dude, where's my car? It, yeah. And yet they're actually like, strangely eloquent about their quest for vagina yes which also could possibly rub you the wrong way as this movie goes in mm-hmm. that every line of dialogue from the main two characters is a super witty turn of phrase kind of thing it is it's almost exhausting to think about it kind of is and that you could just go man fuck this but 
I think if you stick with it and listen to us talk about this for a little while, mm-hmm. you'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so they're like <laughs> calling out football plays of like how to jump out of windows and that they kind of get into car chase and like the two dudes are chasing. They're like, don't they know how fast cars can go? And they're like driving into a dead end and they're like, and they they, they basically like jump out of the car like, all right, break left dog leg right yeah. i don't know how the i don't know football shit they're just yeah. calling out dumb long strings of football yeah and plays. they basically like ferris bueller over this fence like straight into a pool and of course it's like a pool full of you know attractive ladies yeah. having a pool party and they just like yeah oh, is this where i left my park my car and are just like immediately like cool we're here and you know and then it's like you know title sequence movie yes. happens and all this yes um so as I said, they're football players. Um, they are basically like, I guess it's the end of the school year. And this is like they're probably their final game because their coach, which was Philip Baker Hall. <laughs> yeah. And they call him. I, I don't know they call him like coach shit something because like this man just says shit like a whole lot. And it's kind of amazing to which they they take bets on how many times when mm-hmm. they are addressed by him. He will say the word shit yeah. <laughs> um, because like they're they're having a game and like, you know, the coach is yelling at them and whatnot. And they're they look over and like their incompetent cheerleading squad is trying to cheer them on and falling all over themselves, like trying to do, you know, lifts and things like that. And they're just like, oh, well, that's great. Our yeah. cheerleaders suck. I'm motivated, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like they kind of catch when that like there's or they I think they run into the cheer, like the head cheerleader girl and she's like you know we're about to go to cheerleader camp they're like oh yeah we're going to football camp whatever mm-hmm. and and then like one of them's like dude think about it like there's going to be like nothing but girls there and hardly any guys we should go to cheerleader camp it, it'd be like a buffet well bec- what happens is that the coach confronts them and they're like are you guys ready to go to, to mm-hmm. football camp and, and they're, they're like, like yeah daytona man fuck yeah and he's like guess what they moved to del paso texas yeah. you're gonna die in the sun yeah it's gonna be shit hot you're gonna <laughs> shit balls and yeah <laughs> yeah and, and so they're, they're <laughs> bummed the best, about that. the best part about this is and he's like and i want you to be ready at shit shit 30 <laughs> o'clock and they're like what time is that again sir <laughs> 4 45 <laughs> okay Oh, that's weird. How does that work? (laughs) (laughs) So their dialogue throughout this is so a lot of it is reactionary, but then sometimes it's like reactionary to like above the movie, like a running commentary about what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what helps this thing along because it's it's they're not just willing participants in everything. They're also a little bit above it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) like they're like, yeah, that sucks. And also now that we are kind of distancing ourselves, our our shithead football friends are kind of shitheads and we kind of are starting to realize this, you know, cause like they kind of like, well, as soon as they kind of concoct the scheme, they start looking at their friends a little bit differently. They're like, yeah, I mean, well, the fr- the, their friends are like, you ready to go to El Paso, bro? It's going to be great. We're going to sweat a lot and yeah. die. And they're like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, they're, and they're like, when it's over, you know, I'm going to have my parents house again and we're going to just rage for six weeks yeah. or whatever. And, and they're like, yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, we'll go do this two week thing at cheerleader camp and mm-hmm. then we'll join you at the house. Yeah. Um, so they, they come up with this excuse of, to get out of it, which is basically like this whole stupid thing about I'm adopted and my real dad needs a kidney or something like that. <laughs> All this. I have to be at Kaiser Permanente tomorrow at 8 a.m. Yeah. to give my dad a kidney. Yeah. yeah, it's like my real parents are shooting blanks and we found my real dad and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. coach is just like, well, the, but I, I can't do justice to like most of the jokes in this movie yeah. because like what he does, he's like, well, I'm going to do what any person trying to get out of something will do in this situation, which is just apparently in his mind, which was launched into this ridiculous story because I'm, you know, I just summarized the, the yeah. whole thing and it, it's like, it's two straight minutes of like, yeah, because the other guy's like, that's the, <laughs> that's the way you get out of it. Right. Okay. Sounds real to me. 
Yeah, so uh, they uh, they get on the bus and go to cheerleader yeah. camp. And they, uh, well, they, they, one of them's kid sister is like a JV cheerleader. Right. And so she like can, uh, comes up with this way that they're going to ingratiate themselves with the cheerleaders and actually kind of get invited. Um, yeah, they do a public demonstration of their awesome yeah. skills that they've learned in a day. And they're like, hey, you guys should maybe want to help us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they had to get invited to a squad, and luckily they got invited to their own school squad. <laughs> that that is good, yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, so basically, they have one rule, which is like they're not going to bone anybody that goes to their school, but everyone else they're just going to bone the shit out of, and that's and then so it's a three week cheerleader camp, but because you know, dude McBroface's parents are going out of town after two weeks, uh, they're just going to bail. They're going to bail after two weeks, mm-hmm. go back, you know, that'll be it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, on paper, you can see this entire movie and, you know, at that point, you know exactly what this movie is. Oh, like, yeah. Like Absolutely. plot structure. You're yep. like, I've seen this a million times. I know exactly what's going to happen here. Yep. Um, but, yes, no. So they uh, they go to this, uh, I don't know, college campus. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just uh, they're out of class for the summer. So they've leased it out to... <laughs> every hot cheerleader who's ever existed ever mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of cheerleading squads yeah because the like when they pull up i mean <laughs> the, the the shot of like <laughs> when they first show up to this place it's just this slow motion tracking shot through this crowd of cheerleaders and it's, it's just, just like people whipping off their shirts and stretching erotically and everything mm-hmm. and, it, and all the while it's playing like so, I, I don't know but it's like it's a I'm st- basically like a twerking song. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I'm still kind of like movie. What are you? Is like, is this, is this just gross male fantasy? What's happening here? I I still wasn't quite sure what was where this movie was going to end up going. But I was, mm-hmm. yeah. At this point, I'm still like, okay, all right. <laughs> let's let's just see what happens. But this cheerleader camp or college, you know, adult correspondence mm-hmm. course is, yes. is basically run by John Michael Higgins mm-hmm. and um and his wife Molly Sims. Yeah. Who immediately like Eric Christian Olsen is like, I must have her. Yes. You know, <laughs> because well, she's thirty and married yeah. and that means I will have her. <laughs> yeah. And acts like it's gonna be super easy. Mm-hmm. Um Well, he doesn't know she's she's just like trying to like get everybody signed up and he's just immediately hitting on her, doesn't know they're married at first and all this. So Yeah. But yeah, he's just like zeroed in like I will have her and in between having everyone else, right. <laughs> it's not like he's singularly focused on her in any way. Um, but yeah, so you know they they meet like the only like the three other males who are at this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If that's just there's a super gay Indian guy. Yep. Um, and because he does this whole thing. He's like. My- <laughs> He does. He goes. My name's Brewster. Not my real name. My real name is Jack. You know, <laughs> my parents wanted like we get it. You wanted a son. It's like give me a super manly name like Jack. Here comes Jack. Jack walk through the door. Jack. He just does this whole thing. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah, and also in the background, there's a mascot. And there's like a team of mascots at this thing, and none of them are allowed to take off their uniforms. So just throughout this whole movie, there's just mascots hanging around. That's the other beautiful thing is that there's like this whole like upstage thing happening with the ma- mascots the entire movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, it's kind of fucking beautiful. If you ask me, like it's just like mascots show up, and yeah, just you can't ever get out of costume. Like, yeah. Yes. Mm, yeah. So they have like they have like the big like orientation meeting and John Michael Higgins comes out and he's like I was the first male cheerleader ever blah 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 and and um 
he, he's, he's just like someone asks a question like, are we going to learn the, the fountain of Troy? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you, that you will die. It, so this becomes like the triple Lindy from back right. to school. Yeah, um, it's, it's prohibido. It, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't say it any clearer. Clear. So I, I, said it, in Spanish. I said it in Spanish. I couldn't say it any clearer. <laughs> Which is a line that he says in this movie. <laughs> yes, so they're all like, "No, you cannot do this move. You will die." And so there's this, there's this bitchy rivalry uh, uh, cheerleader squad. They're the Panthers, I think, and they are the ones who win every. Yeah, <laughs> they are the ones who win every year, and you know they're just super cocky and bitchy. And mm-hmm. so they, you know, the 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 squad that the guys have joined their school squad comes in last every year. Yep. So they're just like, well, we, you know, we'll make you a little better. Mm-hmm. And they're not opposed to any of the activities really. They're they're They learn everything. They're not like trying to, you know, just hang out and, and not do anything. They're, they're still participating in everything. Mm-hmm. But when activities are done, it's just, let's go, <laughs> let's go fuck anything that moves. And that there's a good montage of that, of just <laughs> macking on ladies for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, this is this seems like as good a point as any to point this out. So, I, I think possibly by virtue of being from two thousand nine, uh-huh. um, just like climate changing, you know, obviously this is not a nineties or even eighties movie, right? Um, there, there's a lot of like homosexual undertones throughout this movie. Yes, but the funny thing is, is like it's played briefly for laughs, and then it's just immediately like all the characters are like, huh, okay, yeah. And it's just like no one's no one's grossed no one's out. Like, grossed no one's, out. No. like no, at the best, like because there's this during the montage that they're that they're doing here when it's like they're just moving from lady to lady. Like they're doing these like stretches, stretch things, like where you, you know you kind of like doing sit ups towards each other. Yep. And so like they're doing this where like they they <laughs> both like sit up and like kiss this one girl, and yeah. then like it's the other girl, and then they switch. Yeah. Like they each have the other one, and then like eventually it ends up the two girls are just together, mm-hmm. like, and they're just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so I I have to think that some of the bits got cut of this, but there's this there's this almost sixth sense level of lesbian r- relationship happening in the background of this movie between mm-hmm. these two characters that like. At first, you don't really pick up on it, and then, like, about three-fourths of the way through the movie, like, before it becomes super obvious, mm-hmm. there's, like, there's a couple of scenes where you just see something in the background, you're like, wait, hold up. And it's just, it's odd that it it kind of comes together at the end and is not treated like any big deal either. No. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, cool, you know? So, I mean, yeah, the whole, that's a running theme throughout this whole movie. When we get to the third act of this, I'll, sure. but, I mean, like, this movie, you come around on it where... I. This is one of those movies that, like, in today's mindset, you start watching it, and you may get 15 minutes into it, and you go, you know what? No, I can't do this. I I, I think you got to stick with it, because mm-hmm. it becomes something else. And it's still, it's not preachy or anything. It's no. still a really good comedy, but... Yeah. So, the, the basic uh, gist of the movie is, is that um, the not Eric Christian Olsen guy... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Nicholas DaCosto, uh-huh. um, basically like falls for head cheerleader girl Carly and Carly, and and it's just like slowly but surely like yeah, I, I kind of don't want to bang all the ladies. I kind of just want to get with her. Yeah, which <laughs> there's a point in this when when his friend is just like, dude, that's gay, and then he's like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> me, me lusting me, yeah, heterosexual, having, sex. having heterosexual, heterosexual <laughs> thoughts about one lady is not gay <laughs> at all, it's like, and he's he's like. Yeah, you, yeah, you make a good point. Good point there. <laughs> Which again I, yeah. are like the little things in this movie that I, I appreciate so much. It's just like because, like I said, I, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like this movie just kind of came out came from a place that it 
it couldn't have existed like three years before or even three years after. Yeah. It was just like it was at the crest of the wave where everyone was starting to get woke, yes. so to speak. And yeah. so like Because the movie actually wokes itself. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. And like it it's just to me it's like it's fascinating in that way because it's like it's right in that line where it's like this is literally right around the year where everyone went, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe we shouldn't say gay is like a derogatory thing. Like, oh, that's, you know, yeah. the, the serial here is gay. It's yeah. Like, no, it's not. This because this movie kind of says yeah. it that one right. time yeah. and then he's just like, what's gay about that? And he's like, yeah, yeah you're you, right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> make, you can make it. Sense. Yeah. But the, the thing that this movie has, I think, in its favor is so many things like this. Now, granted, they don't like get giant long backstories, but like Mm-mm. almost all of the cheerleaders on their, their squad have an interesting personality. Yes. <laughs> like there is one girl who's just a little bit psychotic and like whenever they're like, yeah, we got to take him down. And they're like, yeah, we're going to stomp him to the ground. And she's like, I want to cut the blonde one. And it's like, whoa, what? <laughs> and they're all just saying. And she's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like she, She's just the one, like the one take it a step too far one. Yeah. And then there's like the obvious lesbian who's like trying to tell everyone else, especially this one girl that she has a thing for her. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're, I'm just saying like, there's all these like interesting little personalities peppered around in the background of mm-hmm. the, the squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. So yeah. So, so what happens? Like, it, they, well, uh, so he, uh, oh, not and, Eric Christian Olsen has, has decided he loves Carly. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of starts hitting on her and eventually like, is like about to make a move on her. And that's when like, you're, yeah. <laughs> Her boyfriend shows up. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Rick. <laughs> First year pre-med, <laughs> Dr. Rick. So here's... Okay, so this this douchebag enters the movie and kind of takes things to another level of just like, man, what in the fuck? Because... So, so this guy shows up. He's just a slightly older version of our two main characters. He's kind of on the same level of being a dick, mm-hmm. but it's like these two guys recognize that and are just like, oh, what's wrong with this guy? But... They're of the same ilk of just like, man, everything's fucked. But this guy is just fucking super douche. Like just <laughs> Matt. So, so like he drives a like, he drives a white like three series BMW convertible, <laughs> which they are like, man, well, did he like, win an LPG <laughs> tournament? <laughs> That's the line I was going to get to. It's so good. Where do you get that car? I don't know. Maybe he won an LPG tournament. <laughs> But every time he pulls up, he's playing like the worst song you could think of for the last 20 years and fucking jamming on it to the point where my absolute fucking favorite scene in this movie is him and his him and his douchebag bro friends are driving somewhere and fucking Chumbawamba is playing and they are so into it like this is my life. This is Chumbawamba. I fucking lost it. I couldn't breathe i was laughing so hard at these guys just being so fucking pumped and just be like this is the best song ever (laughs) oh that that just perfectly defined those characters and made you realize that these other guys aren't that bad (laughs) well like i mean there have been numerous nickelback jokes throughout this entire movie yeah there's them jamming out to tub thumping Mm -hmm. and then like he pulls up one time listening to mambo number five yeah I mean, it's great just, fucking song. It's just every bad song you could think of for the last 20 years. Yeah, so and he's good. doing, like, meet the parents jokes uh-huh. and thinking it's the best thing ever. It's just like, okay, if the movie had been about this guy and his friends, fuck that. But at least these guys are all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, but, they, yeah, yeah. but so he's, I mean, he's a fucking dick. He's he's not in any way a loyal boyfriend whatsoever. He's, he's fucking everything that moves he also. He calls himself the pre-fiance. <laughs> 
Yes. And is constantly doing these puns with Carly's name that are just... They're so good. There's one bit at the end where he's trying to get her attention, and I don't know how those two did not react to him, but he is just saying... He runs just, and he's like, Carly Davidson. <laughs> Carlsbad, Caverns, California. Just, man. It's so good. Oh, it's so... Oh. But anyway, so that's basically what's been established is that this guy's here. He's a fucking dick, but not Eric Christian Olsen can't say anything because he'll get friend zoned or whatever. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so yep. I, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I mean it, the movie goes exactly where you think. Like they get closer and closer. He keeps wrestling with wanting to tell her that her boyfriend's a dick. Yeah, but can't. No. Um, and then it gets to the two week mark, mm-hmm. and Eric Christian Olsen's like, "Come on." Bus leaves in an hour, and the other guy's like, "I'm not, no, I'm yeah, not, I'm no, not going. We, we owe it to our squad. Yeah, yeah. we got to stay." And he's like, "Whatever, I'll, I'll go." Um, but they don't. They, they end up staying. And this, this is kind of a weird. Well, they don't. They leave for a little bit. Yeah, but they come right back. Right, but I'm saying they, they go to the party house and are just immediately like, "No, no, 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 oh, no, 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 not oh, yet." Because oh, okay. what happens is they don't, they don't leave, and then Carly's boyfriend finds their bus tickets mm. and is like. Guess what? I got to tell you all about these fucking douches here. Look, they were going to leave. And this is where the movie kind of breaks itself because everyone gets super pissed at them. Right. They're like, wait, your plan was to leave? And they're like, yeah, but we didn't. And they're like, ah, get out of here. You guys suck. Just get on the buses. Just go. Mm-hmm. So that's when they're like, all right, fine, we go. And they, I, they But I mean, you know, in script writing structure, this is like, uh, I, I don't know. know what you call this, but it like has to happen in movies. Yeah. And, and most like 99 out of 100 movies are like, you're always like, ah, really just you could solve this by talking for 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, more. exactly. You know, there, there was always this point in a movie like this where. Where yeah, st- wherever the like the plan is revealed, but then the person have, has become too good to commit to the plan, but right. still because the plan was even thought of in the first place, that makes them an asshole, yeah. and they've got to. It's yeah, yeah. I, I, there's got to be a name for it. The like sure, but the turning point, yeah, what, something. But anyway, so <laughs> the Chekhov's lie. I yeah, don't know. they 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 get dismissed, and they're like, I fuck it, I guess we'll go back to uh, yeah, we'll go to party house. Yeah, so they go to party house, <laughs> and immediately like it's like cut to and, like the friends are like hamburger meat fight. <laughs> They're just just the worst <laughs> shit, <laughs> and they're just kind of like bummed out, uh, and yeah, you know, like they're our, like our oh, friends are good, at yeah, terrible, yeah, and you know, they're they're like in the kitchen making like Greek salads, and, mm-hmm. and you know, they're they're kind of they've kind of elevated themselves a little bit, and uh, like one friend comes and it's like, <laughs> guys, we need to have a talk. You need to talk to Senior Belly Button. <laughs> Watch him eat a Twiggy. <laughs> and they're just like, we gotta get yeah, out of here. We gotta leave. Yeah. We gotta leave. They're like, we gotta go in the other room. <laughs> they do, but they just like, they just get, leave. They, yeah, they leave the fuck yeah. out of there. Climb um, back into cheerleading camp and basically like apologize their way back into it, which involves like cheerleading moves. Well, that's the thing is like they get caught with senior belly button moment because they were doing a like standing on each other's shoulders to, to reach get the olive oil yeah, that was up on the top shelf <laughs> because it's six flights up and, in this kitchen. And that's that's another, that's actually another great joke because the friends are all like, dudes, we need to talk. Yeah. And you're like, you think that they're going to have this moment. And he's yes. just like, talk to senior belly button. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. That was just yeah. a, a great turn. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, guys, listen, yeah, we got to talk here. But no, they break back in and, and basically do the same thing, standing on each other's shoulders, or one standing on the other one's shoulders and talking to Carly, and we're like... We're Carly's apolog- like, how are you standing in midair? <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of like Wiley Coyote effect, because he was just fine until she said something, and yeah. then all of a sudden he was all wobbly. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they finally like apologize their way back in, and they're going to you know participate in the final competition thing, and they're like, 
we can win. And they, yeah. they basically talk to them and they, they have this whole speech. And you're like, you're just not cocky enough. Look at him. He's the best football player on our team. Because why? Because cause I'm awesome. And he's like, yeah. see, it's just like that. He's like, because I'm awesome. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got to do more of that. Yeah, you got to be more cocky. Yeah, you got to be an asshole. Um, r- real quick, before we get past, there's 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 this another weird sixth sense moment in this movie to where like they're riding the bus home. And Eric Christian Olsen is playing with like this bracelet of beads, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Dude, why are you, why are you playing with what's his face's you know beads?" And he's like, "Wait, what?" And he's like putting them in his mouth and stuff, and he's like, <laughs> "Those are his uh, you know beads." And they're like, "Wait, that guy's gay?" And then it proceeds like this like <laughs> this flashback moment to where like all the plot points of the movie that guy has been there kind of longing for him, <laughs> and yeah. and again like they they not confront him but they he goes to that guy and it's like dude why didn't you tell me you were gay that's cool he's like why'd you take my beads and he's like i thought they were just a, a friendship bracelet he's like then why'd you put it in your mouth i don't know no. <laughs> the guy like pats him out of his ass and he's like this is so awkward and that's about it that's the- that's it really he's just like well all right man I, you know it's not my thing but cool yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know it, it's time for the competition mm-hmm which is now on television and they they start freaking out for half a second like wait I didn't know this was going to be on television and go <laughs> so I don't know what they thought they were building to um, but they're just they're kind of just convinced of we're not in the moment we're not good enough mm-hmm. and it's funny because like they are talking a lot through the routine like running around doing cheerleading things and planning and just as I had the thought like you guys are talking way too much during this routine they all start to realize we're talking way too much during this routine again above the movie a little bit um, to which they're like, well, we got to do the fountain of Troy, mm-hmm. which is just this weird, dumb bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, and the, uh, the, the crazy thing is they pull it off and like, they were like, all right, we'll do this. And then, you know, you catch me, he'll yeah. catch you. And then they, you know, other ladies will catch one of the guys. And they're like, are you sure? And they're yeah. like, yeah, we're, we're good enough. We're strong enough. We're, yeah. we're tigers. Yes. And, um, and then she's like, all right, well, then we'll dismount to a, a double backflip and mm-hmm. land it. And we'll, you know, that'll be it. That'll and, be it. And so, like, they pull off the crazy shit just fine. She does her double backflip thing, lands there, and he decides to do a triple backflip, which lands him into the little moat that was surrounding this cheerleading platform in the, to begin with. To which it I, appears he's dead. Well, I, I love because like he just he just backflips into the water. It's not like no. he did anything super crazy. And they all stop like, oh my god! Like everyone like starts like saving Private Ryan like slow motion. Like oh, John no. Michael Higgins jumps over yeah. a table to start helping him, and, and he just stands up because tigers. And they're like, yay, yay! And but they didn't win. They got like nineteenth place. They came which in nineteenth place, which is not last place. And no. They're like. Yeah, but Carly says we would we, we, we might have been like in the top three if we had done the forbidden maneuver of the Valentine. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so they're all stoked. They're like, "We didn't come in last. That's great. You guys rock." Mm-hmm. Uh, the Panthers come over to taunt them, and so, like psychotic girl, just all of them just like threaten them, and immediately they're like, "We don't even want to be cheerleaders. This was all an act. We're sorry. We gotta go." <laughs> what was it? Was it Psychotic Girl or was it the the lesbian girl? I think it was the lesbian girl. <laughs> was it the lesbian? Okay, yeah. maybe. I, th- I think it was. I just like for whatever reason. One well, of, they all, one of, they all one stood of up for themselves. Yeah, one of them snapped and yeah. was like went after one of them, and they're like, then the head bitchy one was just like, I don't even want to be the cheerleader. I want to be like a, a paralegal or something. Like <laughs> yeah, this was just an act. I'm sorry. And they all just <laughs> please don't hit me. Yeah, and they're gone. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so that's I don't know. That's kinda... yeah. I mean, they yeah they you know they wrap up the yeah. boyfriend. Well, the boyfriend got exposed because he was macking on the head cheerleader from the Panthers, like like right in the middle of everything. Yeah. <laughs> she was like just like riding and grinding on him in the middle of their routine. And, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> there's so many good lines in this movie. I just yeah. thought of another one that was. Uh, he's like I'll be watching you when he does that meets the parents yeah. thing he's like that's typically what happens when you're on the audience <laughs> during a spectator sport <laughs> yeah yeah as this movie goes along it 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 just gets better it it I, I was I was angry at this movie for about five minutes when it started I was like oh man no I mm-hmm. this I it's too late in this t- era for the one of these movies and then by the end, I was like, "Man, that movie, that it's got a clue." Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, it helps that it takes place in this universe, universe where everyone is kind of oblivious to anything, and it's just single-minded nonsense happening. But it's never, no one's ever grossed to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think I was in on this movie, and then I was completely all in. Yeah puns intended perhaps um when there is a point where they're like having outdoor movie night and they're watching bring it on and the entire camp yeah is word for word yes. quoting the movie as it's happening yes with fucking Emphasis amazing and they're all they're not just repeating the dialogue no. they're acting along with it yeah. and and yeah like it's, it, it, i mean it is amazing like they're all drones just like <laughs> just saying the lines for bring it on yeah at that point i was like <laughs> okay movie <laughs> yeah this is pretty good um yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one. See, like the other one, like Meatballs 2 kind of went on this downward spiral, not where it got terrible, but right. it started great and then just kind of like ran out of steam. Whereas this one was like, oh, this might be problematic and then gained traction to where it was like, all right, I'm totally fine with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give it three jocks. I thought it was really enjoyable. I, like I said, the, the, the quippiness of it almost gets exhausting just just trying to think about being that quippy all the time i mean like i understand it's a movie and everything but right. just like that that constant like the two main characters never have an actual conversation it's always joke 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 mm-hmm. and that's difficult <laughs> but i don't know there there were enough lines that made me laugh and and there dumb so cultural references and yeah. so yeah I, I i liked it i i shouldn't there's no reason why i should like it but i do i wish it wasn't pg um, it's PG thirteen. Yeah, I wish it wasn't PG thirteen. Well, I mean, I mean the, the unrated thing makes sense. Whatever they did to change it, I mean, yeah. Um, because I mean, this is not a movie that should be PG or PG thirteen. This is a movie about fucking, and you know, I mean, it 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 is. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is. It's, it really is. You know, it's, I'm just saying, like, it to to do it anything lower is really dumb. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, it's like Wedding Crashers. That movie's about fucking. That, right. You can't yeah. just you can't sugarcoat that. Right. Um. I, to the point, like th- where you get to the end credits, which is all just a bunch of outtakes and, and alternate takes and stuff like that. There, there's one thing where he's <laughs> he's he's the main character, uh, Eric Christian Olsen, is on the beach trying to explain how he's how completely heterosexual he is and and how he could just be doing something totally gay and still be totally straight about it. And he's just running through lines of mm-hmm. of different things. And he says one where the the, the crew of me is like, no, you can't say that. But that line is in the movie, so whatever. Um, yeah, but again, we watched the unrated one. Maybe, maybe the, yeah, the I don't. Thirteen I don't, movie didn't because I think it was like he's like he's like I could be gobbling a knob, and yeah, I, or I, I wouldn't be gay. pole or yeah, something like that. They're like <laughs> I, I can't, can't say smoker pole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So maybe they threw that in. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I didn't hide the fact that I love this movie, mm-hmm. and I can give it only one rating. That is five jocks. Oh shit! I fucking <laughs> love this movie to death. I will say 
not only do I unabashedly love Bring It On, and like this is a whole like a, a thing that couldn't exist without like that yeah. being a thing. Yeah. Um, but to me, what what torque and detention were to what the things that they were making fun of, mm-hmm. this is to that. Yeah. This is the detention to bring it on. And I and I don't get me wrong, I think the original Bring It On is is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. And I and I wholeheartedly love it. Yep. But then they made like twenty direct to video sequels. And yes. I feel like this movie came out and was just like, all right, this universe that this somehow created while originally good is kind of fucking stupid now. And there's and now we have spin offs of that. We have spin offs of the directed video things and i feel like this was the detention to that universe Mm -hmm. um or torque to the fast and furious and all of its spinoffs shit um i think this movie is brilliant i can't believe i never heard or had anyone say that this was good i this is going to go in very constant rotation for me uh, almost immediately. I mean, I I already want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I I, I want to watch it again because of how I felt at the end. I was yeah. like, I need to give the first half of this another a, a better shot. I I remember the trailers for this, and the trailers were fucking terrible. Sure, they they just made this look so bad. But like the guy who wrote and directed it, uh, Will Gluck, went on to do Easy A, which yes. is another I was fantastic that, movie. Yeah. So yeah, Easy A is one of those things. Like I mean. You show me that like a trailer for that, I would just I would have went eh no. But yeah. then when you watch Easy A, it's like fuck, this is amazing. Yeah. Now that's not to say like everything he's done has been great. No. You know, he did Friends with Benefits, which is it's yeah yeah. yeah. I think that movie might have gotten fucked with, <laughs> probably. But anyway, I'm just saying like th- this is a movie I would highly suggest people seeking out. Um, yeah. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But I mean, some people hate torque and detention and mm-hmm. whatever. You you have a I'm okay with hyper stylized movies as long as like they, you know, be it super quippy, catchy dialogue, you know, like Joss Whedon on crack. I I don't know. Like, I'm okay with that. Like clever dialogue is never a bad thing to me. I don't need my movie to sound like, oh, that's how somebody would sound. (laughs) And when they're talking off the cuff. Yeah, I don't care. You know, if if it's funny, there was a line and I don't know why he was trying to. uh, It's one of the times Eric Christian Olsen is trying to pick up uh, Molly Sims. Mm -hmm. And it's just like he's like. Do you do you like this? Do you like that? And then finally he goes like, "Do you like canopy beds?" <laughs> I fucking died at I that line. I know, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's just it was it's fucking ridiculous, yeah. and it's it's hilarious. Like just the the, the the progression of dialogue in almost every conversation is like yep. there will be one line just thrown out. And it's just like <laughs> the fuck would say that, and I don't care. It's hilarious. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the 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 douchebag boyfriend who like tries to reveal these guys for who they are reveals his like diary he's been keeping this diary of everyone he sleeps with but the diary also has like poetry in it Mm -hmm. which that's what works on molly sims and makes her you know like oh i I do like him and he has this realization like huh yeah behaving like an actual person helps you get he says something gross (laughs) after that he says like (laughs) he's like who would have thought that like just revealing your most innermost thoughts would you know help you you know nail chicks or something like that he says even grosser than that like secure muff or something like you're just like ah you almost woke ah well okay but (laughs) you're getting there guys so yeah yeah, i mean the movie man when they like when they have the determination to leave their friends dumb debauchery house and are just like let's go be actual people (laughs) that's Mm. a pretty good moment because yep. I love like the dudes are watching the the cheerleading on TV and they're just like, aren't they in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, dude, they left. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck those guys. 
Yeah, we didn't even mention like uh, there. There's a point where uh, Philip Baker Hall is watching the TV thing too. And we didn't even mention that Edie McClurg is in this because I I did mention that they Ferris Bueller over a fence. But, yeah, um, she's in this and she was kind of like I guess the she was like the cheerleader she coach, was a coach I but guess like not of. in any way affiliated with them going to this camp. Right. Yeah, but it's like he, they had to kind of win her over in order to be able to go to the camp too. Mm-hmm. But it and whatever they end up they have a they're sitting there together they have a thing and <laughs> I don't know it's yeah. just, it's funny and dumb Edie McClure looks the same by the way yeah again. it's weird yep <laughs> so it's good to see her again yep. yeah uh, two you know wildly different yet pretty entertaining movies this week so yep yeah Banff Camp it's a winner at this point for me mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a blue ribbon week here at Banff Camp <laughs> yeah um so we haven't got any camp stories yet no we don't um but this had you know as we record this, these haven't hit the main feed yet. So That's true, yeah. Um, the everyday person has not <laughs> listened to these episodes yet. Uh, but, I mean, come on. If you could afford to go to camp, why aren't you a patron on Patreon? Exactly. And if you go to patreon.com slash BMFcast, <laughs> BMFcast uh, you, could, you could throw a dollar in there and you can get these episodes a month early. Mm-hmm. You could be like a cool kid. You could live in an air-conditioned cabin. That's true. Instead of just a tent. <laughs> yeah we promise no mosquito bites yeah but uh regardless when you're listening to this we'll, we'll care after this is over uh we want to hear camp stories i want to hear something about you going to camp and where it was because <laughs> yeah. i'm still convinced that geographically camps don't exist in the southeast that much as opposed to everywhere in the north yeah so uh or if you went to cheerleader camp Definitely. If there was a lot of boning, I want to hear some stories. Absolutely. Send pictures, all that shit. Uh, (laughs) At what point did you get woke? Uh, (laughs) So anyway. uh, But anyway, send your stories, bmf at bmfcast.com. We would love to hear them. Or if you just want to talk about a camp movie of some sort, I will allow that. So we'll be back next week with two more exciting camp movies. I don't know if we can promise they'll be as good as these two, but... uh, We'll try. We've got a whole list. So this week just happened to work out really well. So, but until next week, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Out. Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the